What's up, everybody? And welcome back to On the Break, the final wrap of the Last Dance edition. I'm your host, J Mac, joined by Josh BG. Josh, what's going on, my man? Welcome back. What's up, man? It's good to talk to you. I know, dude. It's been a little bit. I know, man. And me and Kyle can't get it together. One of us is out one week, the other's out the other week. Dude, I know. So it's been it's been a mess. I know. I'm the only one that seems to be constant. I feel like you're the like, only consistent person in the entire group. We're all a bunch of flakes except for you. But like <laughs> I, I feel like that could be a bad thing that like it's a good thing obviously for the show but it's a bad thing in a sense that i don't have a life or do anything else but record podcasts so like uh, you know uh, however you want to look at this that's a good life Eh, it's not bad it all depends on what's get what makes you happy right it sucks whenever sports aren't happening that's for sure dude it's been tough it's been we've been scraping the bottom of the barrel over on the baseball show to come up with shit to talk about that's for damn sure a lot of breaking down of very very articulate rules and things like that because we're just bored trying to come up with shit that's i mean that's baseball anyways right it's a good point it's pretty much what we do (laughs) anyway but it's just on a more granular level now which kind of stinks but yeah uh, we got report here just like a little bit ago before we came on the air that Looks like the league is expected to make some sort of announcement about its plans going forward by June 1st. But they, it, there was specific language that interests me that said around June 1st. Yeah, so I've seen rumors about it starting, or they're, they're starting training camps around the middle of June. And then in the hopes that they start the season in July in like one isolated spot. So right now, apparently the front runner is Orlando. Yeah, I tweeted earlier and said I can't wait to go to Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody seemed to get the irony in that as much. As I, I, hope. I hate when that happens. Um, right. But I, most of my jokes go over under people's heads. They're yeah, not sophisticated. True. They're just not funny. Yeah, I but, get it. That's fine. <laughs> so, like, what do you think of that plan? I mean, like, is that the safest way to do this? I mean, it, man, it feels like there's a lot to figure out here still, right? Yeah, I, I don't. I really was behind Silver. We talked about it on a previous episode where Silver said, I'm not going to have the NBA using up the vast majority of U.S.'s uh, ability to test. But the U.S. has really increased their ability to test a lot. I think that you really need to um, test every single player before before every game or at least on a weekly weekly interval because anytime any one of these guys gets it, then Mm -hmm. a lot of people are going to get it, right? So you have to mitigate – that and it doesn't have it has an incubation period of two to 14 days so they, they could be showing no symptoms whatsoever and still be passing it on to people yeah um well, and do they plan on not having any fans in the arena as well no no way there's no yeah. way they could i mean there's just at this point we're not there yet i mean it was interesting because baseball kind of put out like a, a protocol the other day that was like 67 pages long of like you know all this stuff and there was an article over at espn that jeff passan wrote about what 2020 baseball player life could look like from like you know waking up in the morning and you know going to the practice and all this kind of stuff and there's a lot of parallels of what it would be like and I mean essentially you would pretty much have to like and and it would be the same model in the NBA where you'd have to quarantine everybody for 14 days and at the same time like you've got to think about how to get these guys back in shape so that's tough right and so you've got to quarantine these guys for 14 days at least or so and then essentially Every morning they've got to wake up, take their temperature, take it again before they leave for practice, catch a bus. Like, it, there's just all the the contact is very limited. You're wearing a mask the whole time. Like, there's there's just a lot to work out as far as like how do you figure out locker rooms when you like 
you can't be within six feet of each other. So you're going to need bigger locker rooms, more facilities there. So what are you going to do about that? There's a lot of like schematic stuff to figure out, right? But I mean, it's, good. it's interesting. I mean, they're going to figure it out. They've got the the brain power to do that, right? Yeah, it's going to show who's really mentally strong. Yeah, dude. I got the Rockets losing the first round in three games. So I was going to ask you, like, if this starts, <laughs> is this, are we just starting in the playoffs? Is that what happens? Um, I, dude, yeah, well, you can't, what if they, what if they just did a big round robin playoff and just let everybody in? Because you can't, I don't think you'll have time to start the entire season or to, to finish the entire season and then go into the playoffs. And you can't just cut off the playoffs, right? I'm sure there's some, some people out there that would be extremely upset about that. Um, but I, I, I have no idea what they would do. I guess we'll I guess we'll find out closer to June. Yeah, I mean that's really all it comes down to because there's not any there's not a whole lot of, of point in kind of kicking around like what could it look like because odds are it'll be ten times different than what we expect. But yeah. I would imagine the playoffs start right away in this case, and you know there'll be a protocol for it, and it's going to be the most grueling shit you've ever seen as far as grinding through these playoffs and. I wouldn't. I mean, we've talked about the whole round robin tournament before. The NBA would love to put this in right here. This is this is a perfect spot to be able to try something like this out. This is the second time the NBA's lucked out into something like this this year, where they've been able to jam some ridiculous shit into it and yeah. test something out. The Kobe death was another one for the All Star game. Right. Right. And I mean, I guess there's no better time than the present to try something out, but. I mean, we talked about the round robin tournament and the randomness of it. I mean, I'm all for the chaos. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, if they if they cut it off right now and just said playoffs start right start on Ju- July 15th or so, some odd at the current standings, the Trailblazers would miss the playoffs. Yeah, by by three games. By three um, games, they're they're at the nine seed. Memphis would get in over them, so it's it's. I'm sure that they would not be happy about that. Um, so it's it's hard to. I don't I don't know what they would do. I mean. I think I don't know what's fair. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. are you really going to put in? So uh, I guess it really just depends on what the format would look like, because uh, like, I feel like you're right. I feel like no matter what, they're going to change the format in some way, shape or form. It's not going to be one versus eight, right? Yeah. And if we did, if they did a bigger seating, everybody's in the playoffs. The Lakers would be playing the Warriors who could be at full strength in the first round. That would be a shit draw. <laughs> Curry, and, so Curry and Clay came out and were flamethrowers. Dude, I would be. Oh my god, that would be a great matchup, though. <laughs> That'd be a lot of fun. That would be yeah. the most fu- like one of the most fun matchups you could possibly get. And you know that there are some higher ups that are sitting there looking at that, going, "We could make that happen." Oh yeah, oh you know? yeah. Don't think that those kinds of things don't play into the overall decision of what those what that could mean. And like, oh, for sure, that's big. That'd money. be a money drawer. That would make up for the for the entire season being on. Uh, it, well, I don't know about that, but it would. I mean, ratings. They played yeah. a good part of their season at least, though. Yeah. So like, that's a like if they manage to salvage the playoffs, and regardless of it, whether it's in a, you know, uh. I mean, there's no financial winning here, I guess, for owners and or players in this case because of, of the way the league is structured. Right. But there's like, there was like 11 players that actually got their full pay. Something like that, which is yeah. wild. Absolutely wild. Um, but, you know, like there's there's a lot that could could ha- like, I don't know. There's just a lot of chaos, I guess, that could happen. But I'm all for it, man. Like, I, I guess if, I mean, if that's how we're if we're going to start this up, I'm pulling for all the chaos in the world and 
I mean, I'm excited. Like, I'm definitely stoked about it. I, I haven't even really had a whole lot of time to process what this means as far as coming back wise. Yeah, and I'm not sure. saying it's back or anything, but I, I do wonder about though the health of of guys coming back and like how do you get guys back into shape and like we talked about this before, but like team chemistry is important and playing with each other and you know team bonding. How do you handle that? You don't really, you know. There's yeah, there's just a lot to work out. Right, and and if you have people actually playing in mass, which I can't imagine them do, I I can't imagine that. But if you have people playing in mass, that changes everything. Your vision is different. Yeah, their your ability to breathe is different. Like that changes everything. If you have people <laughs> playing mass, plus you know, I can't I can't imagine that happening. I can't imagine them making people do that. I want to see someone like walk up and grab James Harden's face mask and pull it back and, w- <laughs> and let it go. You know, like I want to see some of that shit going on. Yeah, you know there would be people that are actually cheating, like cut little holes so that they can breathe better in there, and the mask doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't do, right? do anything whatsoever. We've all seen right. the articles. <laughs> so ridiculous. So ridiculous. But yeah, man, I'm excited about the prospect, though. It's better than nothing. The the amount of people, I don't know if this came across your radar or not, but the amount of buffoons that were actually excited about German League soccer last Saturday morning was absurd. Is Are they starting their... They starting did. it up? Yeah, they did. And like one person tested positive almost like right after the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's tough. That's, they're a, all, that's a, they're also in a, a good move. They're also in a different spot than we are, though, with it. You know, like I mean, it's a smaller country. It's easier to control. It's, you know, they've done a lot of the testing precautions and quarantine stuff and all that. So I get yeah. that. But like the amount of people pretending to be interested just because they're so starved for competition was just absurd. Right. Here's my a, a lot of states are doing these soft reopenings and like 25 percent, 50 percent reopenings. Mm-hmm. It, the thing it's like nothing's changed. Like we don't have a cure for it. We don't have a vaccine. It'd be like there's a murderer outside and he's killed five of the 15 people that you make go back inside. You send 15 people inside and then two hours later you go, okay, nobody's died in a little bit. Let's send two outside. Like nothing's changed. The murder is still sitting out there. We can still see them out there, you know? Right. So it's, it's bizarre to me that people are doing this, but yeah, I digress. I mean, at some point you do have to just rip the bandaid off and I get that. I'm not saying that that's right or wrong necessarily. I think it largely depends on where you're located. I really do. And I think, you know, New York city is very different than Montana. We've been been over all this stuff like that stuff's been repeated and pounded into everybody's heads you know backwards and forwards but it it is an interesting move to think about putting it somewhere like disneyland where or disney world where it's warm and content like and i get the the logic behind that but like that's not really proven either you know there's just a lot of risk to consider and i just hope that we're not rushing it for the sake of player safety overall that that's all but i also don't think that the nba would necessarily rush it if they didn't feel like we're in a good spot right dude if i trust one commissioner in all of sports is silver yeah i think so too yeah and even people like mark cuban who who were very you know outspoken about shutting things down and stuff like that are coming around and saying like you know we're we're kind of getting into a better spot where we might be able to resume some play and, and i'm all for that but i just hope it's done safely that's all i'm saying so for I mean, sure everybody's got to take care of themselves and everybody's got to measure the risk that they're willing to take. I'm not willing to take that risk right this second because of, you know, life circumstances that happen to be going on right now with me, and that's okay. Right. But I don't disrespect anybody for making that that call either. So I, I get it, but, you know, I just hope we're being safe. Right. So we got the last dance done. What do you? What did you think overall of it? 
I have no idea why Jordan was concerned about his image. I don't either. It seemed to me very much like the agenda was to make Jordan look as good as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what it, that's what it looked like to me. It's what it felt like. I mean, did so did it you, you said early on that to, if they talked about the dream team, this is the Jordan documentary. Yeah. In its totality, was it the Jordan documentary? Oh, very much so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. I thought it wasn't even wasn't even close to a, a Bulls documentary. The, I I have not seen the breakdown for the amount of screen time that Jordan got versus everybody else, but dude, I would think that seventy percent of the screen time was Jordan. Well, of course it was. Yeah, so that meant that makes it a Jordan documentary, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't necessarily disagree, but like they, <laughs> it, it's funny because like you can tell he executively produced it, right? Because there's a lot of footage that uh, I think there's a lot of raw footage, but I mean. You know, there's, there was not. We were talking about Ron Harper. There was not one mention of Ron Harper in the whole goddamn thing, really. Yeah, you know, uh, and they did Ku coach dirty by not talking about him at the end either. Yeah, like, that's very pretty true. Much the only things that you heard about Ku coach were bad things up front. Yeah, and like that quarrel, and it almost, it almost was like he put on screen his vendettas against all these players again. Yeah. Oh yeah, it and was, I love that. Weird. Don't. I, I'm happy about it. I love yeah. it. I loved every second of that, but I can understand why that turned some people off. Yeah, and it it felt like to me at the end of the day, it portrayed the idea that to be a good leader, you got to be a dick, and you don't, dude. Like, yeah. like Magic was a fantastic leader. Bill Russell was a fantastic leader. LeBron's a fantastic leader. They're all really nice guys. Yeah. Um, none of them have the winning record that Jordan does, <laughs> right? Without, so, like, besides Bill Russell, but. Yeah. It, it really portrayed the idea that to be a leader, you have to be like him or Kobe. Um, and that was, that seemed to me like a short-sighted short-sighted as well as, as well as something that was an agenda that Jordan pushed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that like, there wasn't a mention about the wizards, not whatsoever, but like my justification was this was a bulls documentary. It wasn't, it, it just, it, what it gave off is whiffs of like when it needed to pull that card, it could pull that card. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. And like that, that part of it bothered me a little bit. Also, the story about the pizza might have been the most absurd thing I've ever dude, heard, dude. That was crazy. I don't think that's they, true. Are they allegating that somebody from the from the Jazz poisoned them, or that's, like a fan, or that's something? That's how I took it. And if you if you watch that, they interviewed. Sloan afterwards and he was like he was defensive yeah what a pizza no no way that's the first thing I've heard of this right like he, which so, was bizarre so yeah, that is bizarre but like it, it I don't know dude he definitely so like watching footage back of that game I remember that game very well and he he did not look right but I mean it's what we always talk about with like 80% of Kevin Durant it's still 80% of Kevin Durant oh sure you know yeah. what I mean or, or whatever and it, it it's still like it was still an electric performance from him, but like that story felt like it was full of holes. Like he ate a whole pizza by himself like that. And they yeah. happened to know that it was Michael Jordan's room that they were bringing a pizza to. And it was the only place that was, I, dude, so many things about that story felt untrue to me. Dude. Yeah. It, it was weird. The The other thing that they really glossed over, there's a couple things that they really glossed over, but the other one that was big to me was, them getting bounced by the magic whenever in Jordan's first year back, the dude averaged 33, seven and seven in the series before. And they yeah. tried to blame it on. He was not in shape. 33, seven and seven is pretty in shape to pretty, me. Pretty damn good. 
and yeah, and and Horace Grant really really played out of his mind in that series, and so did, they just didn't have an answer for Shaq. And then they had to go out and get Rodman. Had they not gone out and got, gotten Rodman, they might have gotten beaten the next year too by, right. the, by the Magic because the Magic really steamrolled them. And I don't think it was about Jordan not being in shape, but they spent an entire episode talking about his career in baseball and how he had to change his shape so that they could come back and say, this is why we lost because we were in a shape. No, it's because Shaq really you didn't have an answer for Shaq. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you weren't saying that you weren't in shape the series before whenever you, you beat, I think it was a Knicks and they steamrolled them and it looked like they were going to rattle off another title. What do you think? So what do you think about the baseball thing? Like, what do you think about him go like just leaving to play baseball? Do you think that's like that? That's very odd, right? I have always thought that it was a suspension um, because I think that there's a lot of things about Jordan that get glossed over because you have to keep you have to keep him on Mount Olympus because it's good for the sport to keep him on Mount Olympus, Michael right? Jordan. <laughs> I've always thought that it was a spe- suspension because I've always said it's freaking weird that it was 18 months and that he just came back in the middle of the season. Yeah. And it was just like at, on the 18 months dot bang. It's like that. Um, I, I tend to forget that it was because the, of, the, of the baseball lockout and I'll have to go back and really look at the, the dates again, but 18 months always feels weird to me. It is. It's oddly um, specific. It, yeah. It feels like a suspension type of yeah, thing, it does. right? I've always been under that impression too and what this <laughs> like Kyle and I talked about this last week because to me it really felt like they answered every single question you could possibly have as if every possible question you could possibly have about it hasn't been out there for 20 years. So right. like it answered everything and it just there are things like that that I don't know, dude. I just, I know, I, I feel like I I know David Stern better than that, even though I'd never met David Stern. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that that's my, that's my thing too, is like, it could very well be the case that it was not a suspension. Like he was, like all of that is true. It could also very well be the case that he was poisoned. It could also very well be the case that his dad, it was just a robbery and his dad died in a robbery. But the fact that they didn't even consider or explore other ideas, they Makes- barely mentioned them in passing, was when that was the episode after the even after the Dream Team episode, I was like those two episodes, I was like, this is one hundred percent a make Jordan look as good as possible. Sure. And and it almost dude, like this is a man that like so like everybody kinda has freaked out about it and it's like I, I don't like I don't know what people really expected here. None of this is really new. Like, we all know a lot of this, but, like, some people didn't live through it. So, like, that's part of it. And we all knew that this was going to be a Jordan dick-sucking fest. Like, that was that was a oh, given. Sure. Like, I think it made him look really good. I think, like, I think a lot of it felt pretty on the nose from what I've always known about Jordan. But, like, I, it, what it screams to me about people that bitch about this thing as a whole is that people thought they knew who Michael Jordan was, but maybe didn't really actually understand who Michael Jordan was. Yeah, I, for me, I it reminded me of how dominant he was, and even even just the footage, like he, like I said in the first few episodes that we had, there will never be a person that's more dominant of the league than Jordan was right. because the league was so much beneath him. I do think that there are better players than him. I think that LeBron James is a better basketball player than than Michael Jordan is, but he's not more dominant than Jordan was. Right, and I don't I don't think that there ever will be another person that could possibly be that much more dominant in today's league because the league is just so much more talented sure 
I mean, that's there's no doubt about that. But like, I thought it was interesting, and and we kind of talked about it before. Like, I feel like people had a misunderstanding of what it took to repeat twice and right. what that kind of exposure means and like all of it and just to carry the weight of the entire league on your shoulders for that long is tough to do yeah i don't think that people understood that he's a gambling son of a bitch who isn't afraid to just destroy scott burrell over and over and over and over and over you know what i right. mean and like i you and i knew that about him because we watch basketball, but I think a lot of people did not expect that. And yeah. so I, I guess, like, I can understand how it would be jarring and for you to see, look at it and say, oh, well, because he's an, uh, an asshole, that made him a good leader. No, that's not what it was. It's that people knew that he, he had their best interest in mind and that he believed in that person. And I think that was really well explored during the Steve Kerr parts when he talked about punching him and all that kind of stuff. Like, that was a wild scene. Yeah, dude, and and it reminded me of how much I liked Kerr before he went to the Warriors. I really like Kerr Kerr a lot. Um, I I hate that he coached for the Warriors because I just I dislike those teams. But um, but you don't respect like you respect it though, right? Kerr, yeah, yeah, dude, I like him and I respect him. I think yeah. he's both a, a likable person. And I think he's a a respectable person. He's a competitor, just like Jordan. He was never as like he said like. I think his exact quote was, I have a competitive side to myself too, but I don't have the talent to back it up. Like, and that's, I, I love that. Takes a um, lot to admit that. Yeah, exactly. And he's, he's very real with himself. He's very true to himself and he's, he's comfortable in his own skin for him to stand up. How old was he when he, when he made that speech in front of Chicago, where he just goes up there and says, which was just a great speech. He talks about, um, like it looks like I got a bailout Jordan again. Yeah. It was 25, 26 to yeah. stand in front of millions of people and make that and not seem nervous. Like he's very comfortable and he's, he's just a, a very charismatic guy, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you know, so like, let me ask you this. Speaking of him, then did you know the stuff about his father? I knew that he had died. I didn't know that he had been killed like yeah. that. Yeah, so I caught it. It was really random, dude, because I don't really listen to a whole lot of, like, political things and whatnot, but I, I used to listen to, uh, before it went to, like, a paid subscription, David Axelrod, who used to be the chief of staff for President Obama, he had a podcast, and he would interview a lot of really just interesting people, the best at their, you know, perspective per profession, I guess, and so Steve Kerr was on there one time. And he was talking about that. He told that whole story about how his father was assassinated and everything. And I was blown away by it. Yeah, It's an unbelievable story. That might have been one of the most brilliant parts of the whole documentary. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say it's up there. It was definitely the best non-Jordan story of the documentary. Dude, For me, the best, the best Jordan moment of the documentary was him crying on the ground without his father. Yeah. Pretty that wild. That was the best shot of the entire documentary for yes. me. Because I'd never seen it before. Had oh, you really? seen it before? Yeah, I've seen it before. I'd never seen it. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. in context with that picture, that famous picture that you see all the time with the trophies mm, and okay. the champagne and all that. But um, yeah, dude. No, it, it's it's crazy. It, I thought it was really well done overall. I thought that obviously there was an agenda, but man, like I'll tell you one thing, and this is going to be very like get off my lawn-y kind of thing, but like yeah. the older I've gotten the more that I just, I, I like documentaries, but I realize that every one of them has a specific slant. You always have to remember that whenever you watch any documentary, no matter what it is, you can watch some 9-11 truther documentary and walk away and be like, fuck, 
maybe the government really did do 9-11. And then, Dude, that's but, why I don't watch them, bro. Right. But, <laughs> you don't want to be convinced otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, you're walking around screaming that Paul Pierce shit his pants for years until someone finally hears you. Um, <laughs> right. You know, but, like, it's one of those things, like, where I, I didn't expect there not to be a slant, especially with him being so far involved. Yeah. And... Yeah, I agree. The, the The big slants, like I said, for me was the Orlando. And I actually just looked at the stats. In round one, he averaged 32, 7, and 6 on – check these splits. Uh, 49, 47, and 83. That's <laughs> – at 41 minutes a game. Like, that's not that's out of shape, bro. That's and then absurd. in round two, even against, the, even against Orlando, he had a really, really good series. Um, they took it to him in that series. Dude, they did. They just didn't have an. They just didn't have an answer for Shaq. So it's that. It's that. You do. You don't have an answer for the the second or the greatest player on the court. Jordan was actually the greatest player, but it reminded me a lot of LeBron and the Warriors not having an answer for him. So they go out and get KD. So that Magic had Shaq and the Bulls didn't have an answer for him. So they go out and get Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Dude, and also they're they bashed Kraus throughout the entire thing from moment one. They were bashing Kraus. But man, that guy can put together some teams, bro. Dude, that guy like, I would not mind if that dude was a GM of my my team. I kind of thought that too. Like I thought he kind of got a little bit of a bad rap overall because he's the only one there that wasn't able to defend himself. Yeah, I, I think that he just either they chose not to interview him because George no, produced dead. the thing. Oh, he's dead? He's I dead. didn't realize that. Yes. I kept saying, there's no way that this guy's gonna come on interview. Why would you ever come in and interview for this? Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> was he dead when Jordan gave the docu or his uh, Hall of Fame speech? I'm not sure. What year was that? Nine, uh, 2003, right? I can't. I can't. No, remember exactly no, he's playing it. It was. It was later than that. Yeah, it was like 2009, maybe. Yeah, but well, Jordan. Jordan says there's Kraus in the front row. I didn't invite him. I don't know who did. But Kraus <laughs> wasn't in the front row. It was. It was bizarre, dude. Yeah, and like you. Like, you have to remember, like, and that's the thing that, that blew me away about people that didn't seem to really understand who Jordan was. Like, this is a man that brought a guy that didn't choose him for playing on, on a high school team to his Hall of Fame speech to roast him. Like, right. this is a guy that carries fucking grudges. Dude, his Hall of Fame speech was like the Aryan of Grievances. It was like Costanza's dad was fucking up there. Great, dude. <laughs> yeah. But even in, the, even in the Orlando series, Jordan on 42 minutes a game, 47, 23 three-point line um at a 31 six and a half and and four splits with 2.5 steals and 1.9 blocks dude didn't seem out of shape to me Shaq had uh dude Shaq and uh Horace Grant were just unbelievable 24 and 13 for Shaq and 18 and 11 for Horace Grant like that's that's dude. some bigs dude yeah that's a lot of boards to average between two players it is that's a lot to handle yeah so um I, they really downplayed that, and I think that they really, really laid into the excuse for Jordan. Which, man, that's that's a, uh, and he made excuses for himself too. That I, I don't know. You just don't expect to hear that from Jordan. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I I didn't necessarily view it that way because I think, I think what he was maybe trying to get across in a different way that maybe it didn't come across in the the way that he intended was just that. His mind wasn't in a basketball state of mind, and yep. like a, a even on from an X's and O's standpoint, and like gelling with the team. And it's exactly what we talked about earlier with the whole team chemistry thing. Like, how's that going to develop when you put all these teams back together and everything? Who haven't seen yep. each other, been around each other, played with each other, anything, or haven't played really a whole lot at all? I mean, we we're finding out that Giannis doesn't even own a 
a basketball hoop. That's upsetting to say the least. But um, it makes sense though. I don't know how that slipped across. He just has a high jump thing. I know, right? No, (laughs) in a weight room. (laughs) But um, no, but like it's the same kind of thing though. Like I think it's more of a mental state, and like I thought it was really interesting too, and I thought you appreciate this too because, like whenever he was talking about the space jam set and everything and he was working all day long on the movie and then going and playing people one-on-one and that like was crazy like the thing that jumped out to me and, and where i thought of you is that like he was just looking at what's around in the league right this second and what everybody's got and just cataloging that shit so he knows how to play against it on the court yeah so it was yeah. fucking brilliant it was dude like if you can get the people because you know the i think that those guys were going out there to have fun and go play ball and maybe get a little bit better. Jordan was going out there or was inviting them and setting this all up so that he could scout them. Sure. He was trying to win from that moment. And that was that was brilliant, dude. And yeah. he had him eaten out of the palm of his hand because of it. Yeah, and I mean to be fair, like to get done with the season and be like, All right, I gotta go to work and the next morning get up and we're starting, you know? Dude, yeah. That's, that's crazy work ethic. And that's where the commitment comes into play. So like that's how I kind of viewed it a little bit. I thought it was I could definitely see how it looks that way, though, but I, I viewed it more as a, a competition and a men- mental thing than anything else and just getting himself back in the... Because, like, to your point, you just read the stats out. Like, those are incredible splits for those kinds of numbers. Right. And he wasn't out of shape then, but he just probably wasn't in the right mental shape, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. But, I think he just got beat, but... Sure. I mean, that's fine. There's nothing I wrong think, with Actually, it. I take that back. I don't think Jordan... I, th- I think his team just got beat, and there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. Teams get beat, beaten all the time, but we have to keep the guys of Mount Olympus so we make excuses. Sure. I don't really – like, I dis, I discredit that from his resume and still hold him in the same place I would have, so it doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, that's fair. You know, like, I, I just don't think a lot of people do discredit sure. that from his – or they, they do discredit for, from his resume and act like it never happened. It's but an, that's fair for you to you to say, it did happen, and I embrace that, but I still hold him where he is. Sure, and it's, it's one of those things where, it, <laughs> once again – kind of painted the right picture and tied up all the loose ends there nicely. Right. Right. And it's it's I don't think it's necessarily that cut and dry either, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I I've really been interested in some of the the discussion around players' reactions overall and how people feel shunned or whatever, but like overall it seems like everybody's pretty satisfied with how it came out. I mean, it makes everybody else look like trash, but I mean, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just didn't Pippen expect that. Pippen was mad about it. Do what? Pippen was mad about it. So, so He yeah, felt like they painted it. him in a poor light. Did it? Did it to you? I didn't think so. Um, I think it very clearly painted him as a second fiddle, and I don't think they talked about his greatness enough. I don't know exactly what he was mad about, but um, he might have been mad about the coverage in, the, in regards to the lockout. Sure. He, he, yeah, he was, he was upset about it. He, could, he couldn't have been thrilled about that scene where he quit on his team. Oh, for sure, yeah. But I mean, that's what you did, dude. Like that, you got to live with that, and yeah. he knows that. And he did it. He did it. He did the interview about it. Like he said, yeah. I wish that I could go back and, or I think he said he would go back and do it again. Yeah. Which I was like, that, that's a little weird. I yeah, I think. We're, yeah, that. maybe that's kind of a. I, I get what he's saying though. Is that it? it I mean, he wouldn't ch- like. You just can't change things like that because it defines you as a character, you know, and a person and. It changed you know. him as a person. Yeah, maybe that's what he meant. Is like, yeah. I learned a lot from that, and I changed as a person. That's what and I therefore took. I wouldn't go back and do it again. But I like, I I've talked about this for years. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a second fiddle to the best player of all time. You know, no, I agree. 
You know, and I I don't think that's disrespectful in any way, shape, or form. I didn't view it as disrespectful to Scotty. I thought it was very honest, but I could also see how he could maybe view that. But I, I thought it was pretty much what happened. Yeah, and he's squarely in my top 30 players of all time. I think he's a great player. Where did we both and have him? he was a big, big reason why they rattled off those, those championships. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you remember where we had him? I had him. I think I had him in my top twenty or top twenty five. I wanted to say top twenty five, but I couldn't remember if I put him in. Yeah, I think I had him like twenty three. Okay, I think I had him around that range as well. I had him the highest out of everybody. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I had him number twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. So, I, uh, and that's it, it's one of those things. And we're not gonna go back into the top thirty stuff again. But like, it's really just depends on how you value his contribution over others and his contribution was great. And I, I hope uh, like I could see how it's overshadowed though, by Michael Jordan. Yeah. And he did, he did things that never showed up in the stats list. Right. Like he was locking, like as great a defender as Jordan was, he wasn't as good a defender as Scottie Pippen. Right. And honestly, he may not have been as good a defender as Dennis Rodman either. That one's a little bit harder to argue, but dude, those those three guys were crazy. And Horace Grant was a monster whenever he was on those teams too. Yeah, like man, he those are some good teams around Jordan. And to me, the first the first three championships were more impressive than the last three. I know that the last three that one of them had the seventy two win in it, but they they the teams weren't as good on the first three as they were in yeah. the last three. It's hard for me because like. Uh, like so, like, let me ask you this before we go into that: How much of this do you like remember watching growing up? Very little. Very little. Yeah. Like maybe very, the last two or so. Man, if that, I if don't remember that? much from this morning. Okay. Well, to I be mean, honest with you, fair. I mean, neither do I. But I, I just mean like, like the, those last three hold a specific place in my heart just because I remember watching those as a kid with my father. Like every game of them, dude. Like I remember that blowout game three was just unbelievable where they yeah that was crazy put up uh, 54 points and like they had every player on the on the team score a bucket like Mm -hmm. that's how in a playoff game unbelievable situation you know and like i remember so much of that and so like i don't know that i could ever hold those first three in the same regard just because on an emotional level it's hard for me to let that shit go and really think about what was more impressive but i'll say this the breakout rings and everything are always way more impressive than the yeah. the latter ones. So right. in that regard, the first three probably are better. But just in my heart, it'll always be the second three. Do you think that, that those teams should have went for a number seven? Do you think that? Well, let me ask you this: Do you think that every single player would have signed a one year after that? I think they could have got it done. I think there is a less than ten percent chance that you have Scottie Pippen resign. Do you think so? You don't think Jordan could make him get in his ear and tickle him and say, "Hey, seven? Seven. Yeah, he was he was pissed off about his contract the whole time. You would have had to and and you would have had to pay him more than Jordan for a one year contract, um, because he was back, also concerned about his health too. Wouldn't you just backdoor him the money somehow? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that's true. Come on, like yeah. what are we doing here? Like this is this is right. reality. Come on, we could we'll figure it out. Like yeah. <laughs> Kevin Durant and everybody didn't just sign in Golden State for no reason. Like you know, yeah. There's there's tech money and things like that involved there. You know, there's a lot right. of investments for the long term future involved. Anyway, uh, yeah, I I really think it ended the perfect way, man. I do. I I really think it's a shame. I understand why they didn't, but it was convenient that they looked over Jordan's two two years out of retirement. Uh, I that is will forever be a blemish on his record. 
to me. Yeah, wait, uh, run that by me one more time. I didn't catch There's it. Two years with the Wizards and everything. Mm, yeah, like they convene like it. What that's one of the situations where they were able to use the well. This is a documentary about the Bulls, not Jordan. Right. Exactly. How convenient. Yeah, and I I didn't even to be honest with you when it was over I didn't even think about the war the Wizards thing. Um, few do. Do what? Few do. Few people do think that. Oh yeah, yeah, few, few do. Yeah, when the documentary was over, I, I didn't think that it, they were missing anything by not, by not including them. But I can, I can see how where you're coming from, um, because it, it was a, to me, it was a Jordan documentary. But they just, they just played it off as the Bulls documentary, so they didn't have to talk about that. Funny how that works, um, right? Right. Let me ask you this: What's your opinion on how his dad died, and how they portrayed that? Yeah, uh, I've never really bought into the the gambling theory I, I could see how some of that stuff makes sense but i don't think it was that bad i mean he like like if we're sitting there saying that he owed tremendous amounts of money like this is michael jordan even at that time this is michael jordan like do you think that he couldn't come up with the money for some bets that he made you know what i mean like yeah so to connect all that together seems odd to me i think that he probably so here's i've always been a conspiracy theory in regards to this one like i okay. i think that he was it was a mob hit really Dude, they fa- and the, they found the car like beaten to shit yeah they removed the license plate Pretty his good. dad was shot multiple times and then thrown to the bottom of the river that's not a robbing that's that's not that's like no robber does that yeah you know that's a that's a hit and i don't think that you're right jordan could pay any type of debt that he he had he had but he also had this crazy competitive streak and a history of not paying people i think he probably lost a whole bunch of money to somebody and said f you i'm not paying we weren't actually playing for anything and then they and he did it to the wrong person hmm. that's my conspiracy theory interesting and, and for them to not even indulge in that was when i started going okay this is a very one-sided like this they're i'm not trusting that this is the real Jordan that they're portraying now for them to not even for them to just 100% say, no way, no way, no way. Didn't even indulge in having one conspiracy theorist come on and say what I said, or maybe something else. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't trust very much of this anymore. But doesn't like, so like, think about that. If you're in, you're in his shoes though, right? Like say that that's not what happened or whatever, right? Let's just indulge that, that side for a second and say that what, what he said did happen. Like I'd be pissed that I had to actually sit there and talk about that bullshit when like whenever like because so i thought that he actually really did open up about some of the gambling stuff more than than i don't know what people thought he was going to say about it other than like i like to play cards i like to gamble like and that's there's nothing wrong with that necessarily but like yeah. I, I think like he was open there and in, in a place where you're talking about your pops and stuff like that i right. just i don't know that i would want to indulge that even if I, I don't know even if that was out there i i I, I just this is where it comes into his slant, right? Yeah, for sure. And and I I agree with you, and I see where you're coming from. But so first, I I didn't. You're gonna make I me knew look that he was the producer, and I knew that he funded the thing, and he had final say. And so therefore, I knew that it was gonna be slanted towards him a little bit. Yeah. But it, it was. They didn't even have anybody even talk about it. They didn't. Even, yeah. They didn't even. They, it wasn't even like they asked Jordan about it. It was like they had nobody even talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really downplayed – like I know that he talked about his gambling, but they downplayed it because it was 
everything ended with it had zero effect on his life whatsoever. Yeah. He had it had no effect on his life. And that's whenever you're as much of a gambler as he is, it's mm-hmm. not true. Like it did have effects on his life and they didn't go into any of that. Hmm. But they did talk about how Rodman's partying affected his life or how Scottie Pippen's like non-alpha affected his life like all these other people had flaws but the only the only real flaw that you can ever say about jordan and his in his life in the limelight was was gambling and they downplayed it and said it had no effect whatsoever yeah yeah no it's an interesting point and i i i would I, i'm really afraid to look into this because you're gonna get me goddamn believing in this and i'm gonna be mad <laughs> at you but i i I've just never really thought it held a lot of water, but maybe I don't know enough. Maybe I'm not educated on it enough. I don't know. And that's fair. Like, I, I'm not – there's nothing wrong with not believing it. My big thing is, like, to not even explore it. Like, sure. Like, like yes. I said. It's not I, I don't have any if, – if anybody says there's – I don't believe that this is the case, this is why, then I'm okay with that. Sure. But uh, they, just didn't, they just didn't explore it. Yeah, no, and that's completely fair. And especially in an area where – or in a space where they explored a lot of other things is kind of what right. you're, you're – issue with it is and and there were definitely different things that they did not that they stayed away from for sure but like like you said like i i I don't really know where that that persona of or that thing of where this was going to make him look bad i don't know where that came from because that was couldn't be further from the truth i don't either it almost feels like a publicity thing like (laughs) it feels like he, he said that to try and get people more people to watch it but whenever he whenever i you first told me that that he was really concerned about his image i said they're going to go into how his dad died. And yeah. I thought that in my mind and I thought they're going to go into a suspension. Mm-hmm. Not, nothing happened. Not they're going to the go into him, how much his teammates hated him. Mm-hmm. None of that. None of that was the case. It, what, what they had was he punched this guy. They didn't ever talk about him punching. Uh, who was the big that he punched twice? He, they didn't talk about uh, him punching Will Perdue twice. Yeah. Will Perdue. Yeah. Um, they talked about him punching Steve Kerr and how Steve Kerr kind of like played it down, mm-hmm. which that's what that's what Kerr does. Like if you ever listen to him when he has a beef with anybody, he talks about how great the other person is and how it's changed him. Like he never talks bad about people. Sure. But I thought we would see the dad, the dad incident. We would explore that. I thought we would explore a possible suspension due to due to gambling. And then I thought we'd explore the fact that his teammates really, when they played with him, they hated him, save like Pippen. Um, and Rodman and and Kerr, like the very like his core loved him, but all of his other teammates hated his guts. Do you blame him? Like they, I understand. No, I don't blame him at all. Um, You're in his way. But they <laughs> they glorified who he that part of him sure. instead of talking about it. So I I have no idea what he was concerned about because it looks very much like he had executor's privilege and just cut out all the bad stuff. Yeah, I didn't necessarily get that vibe, but there were definitely times where I, th- I felt that for sure. And I, I think it was very brutally honest about how he was around players. And, like, that's the thing, man. Like, you, you've known me a long time now. Like, empathy is not my my strongest suit in the world. And so when you yeah. get a... I don't I'm think wor- it's either. And so when you get a, like, I'm worried about you out of me, and you're like, oh, shit, like, this guy fucking... Jesus. Right. <laughs> this, is, this is weird, you know, like, that kind of thing. And, like, I, I, I as someone that doesn't have a whole lot of tolerance for other people's bullshit and you know is on my constant agenda to be whatever it is that I'm I'm striving to be you know as a as a human I guess like I can understand how like I don't have time to stop and explain it to people like if you don't fucking like it you can go fucking listen to something else you know like right. that's how I've always looked at it and like that's that's my th- I I can relate to that that mentality I guess is what I mean and like 
while I want people along for the ride with me, like in this carousel, I think he's one of those people where the the competition just drives people away other than those that understand how he's trying to make them better. Right. And I think that's we talked about that with LeBron. Like there's there is one thing that I was absolutely assured by in this documentary was that LeBron will never be able to push a locker room the way that Jordan did. Period. Now, LeBron can put a whole team on his fucking back and carry him through the finals. That's a whole nother talent that's un- unbelievable. But it just it's not even anywhere close to making those around you better. Yeah, I agree with that. LeBron is a sheer human force of talent. He's a five-man roster in one person, or at least he was at his prime, 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 prime. Yeah, and I, I, I think that LeBron probably makes worse players better, but not the best players better. And like he raises the raises, and then Jordan just kills the worst players. I, which, winning-wise, generally you want to make your best players better. So it's probably better for Jordan. Jordan's probably a better leader just if you want to win championships, right? Right. But I think the LeBron makes worse players better. I think everybody around him gets better more so than Jordan. Jordan, the people that are around him that get better get way better because they're so driven to be better. What were Kerr's um, drop like numbers drop offs after leaving the Bulls teams and stuff? Her? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, I can look it up. We've never thought to look at that before because that would be like uh, I'm trying to think. So. I'm trying to think of some of the, like the like I think like Kerr said this too. I thought this was really really astute as well that he understood very early on that he was a role player, and every team needs role players that are really good at one specific skill that can help aid you know in different points of the game. And I, I just wonder, like I, I get what you mean, but like Kyrie Irving for example was really fucking good without LeBron too. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah the last year. So he averaged about eight points through Chicago. And then when he left Chicago, yeah, uh, the Spurs, he went to 4.4 points. And then it was, he never averaged more than, more than that ever again in his career. So, I mean, that was relatively late in his career. Lifelong role Uh, player. Yeah. And that's the thing that, that's somewhat frustrating to me about today's league is it seems like every single offseason, the only thing that's actually cared about are these big movements of these, these superstars, like a Paul George or a, uh, or Kawhi Leonard. Nobody really cares if, about the fact that you go out and you get these, add these three-point shooters that are three and D guys. Nobody really cares about role players anymore. It's all about who, how many superstars can you stack to try and win a championship. Sure. And I guess that's why I like the Bucks so much is because they're built of one superstar and a bunch of players that know their role and perform it perfectly. But do you value? So let's we'll use this as an example because this is a great example. I don't know if this is a fair comparison or not. So. You can tell me if you can you can veto this comparison if you'd like. But look at like LeBron dragging the corpse of Tristan Thompson through a finals, right? Sure. Like Tristan Thompson, fourth player overall taken, like guarantee you that his numbers just generally overall were probably better majority wise of his career than Steve Kerr's were. So that, well, they they were different. Yeah, so, I know they're different players, but I'm I'm just saying, like, those players around players, making players better, like the the I think the argument breaks down because LeBron has and it, you actually alluded to this just a little while ago. LeBron has a better supporting cast because the whole league is better. A rising tide lifts all boats. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm confused about the point you're trying. So what I'm what saying is, like, do you find it more impressive for someone like Steve Kerr to be able to help Jordan throughout, you know, his career and be someone who averages four points a game, doesn't play a whole lot versus like some of the players that LeBron had to drag through there? Which do you find more impressive? I think that Kerr is probably made out to be better because of the fact that he hit big game shots than he actually was. He never averaged more than 10 points a game. Right. That's what what like, does his assist look like? Like what is, what's the rest of the picture look like? Uh nothing. Uh 1.8 assists. What did he, I wonder what he averaged in minutes overall for the Bulls? Probably not a ton, right? Uh about 20 24 to 16 um and he was in he was in that range the entire time. Okay. So, but he he hit a couple of bit like he hit a yeah. game winner to win a series and he he he's also made out to be better because he has the greatest three-point percentage of all time mm-hmm. as well he just didn't take a whole lot of shots so it's a, um, it's a nice Kurt ta- yeah he talked about in that in that um that documentary he said you get five really might get five shots a game dude throughout his career he wasn't getting that yeah he was getting four yeah, four shots a game, you know. So it, it, I think he was made out to be a little bit better than he was, sure. Just because he could shoot the lights out, mm-hmm. but he didn't really contribute a whole lot apart from like hitting these big clutch moments, and mm-hmm. that's what we really saw. Yeah, that's fair. That's completely fair. I just I wonder about like that argument is just tougher to make now because it is, like I said, the rising tide lifts all boats, and so you have like a a supporting cast that no matter what is better, and it's. We talked about this in a sense of like Jordan being head and shoulders better than everybody else in the league versus LeBron, who's probably not the gap isn't as drastic from LeBron to the next best player anymore. Right. And so like as a whole, LeBron has a better supporting cast. Whether like that's not his fault necessarily. That's I'm not holding that against him at all. It's just that's why it's hard to have that argument. Yeah. Come Yeah. Or that discussion, I guess, not argument. Steve Kerr would be about like Joe Harris today. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, because of the way that because of the way the league is, Joe Harris averages significantly more points, about four more points than Kerr ever did. But it's he was he was just a three point shooter. He didn't do anything else. Did you happen and he didn't shoot very many of those. This is a sidebar real quick. Did you happen to see the Spencer Dinwiddie and the Bitcoin bit the other day? Did you see I this? did, dude. What what a weird thing. So he was he so to, just to make sure I understand correctly, he was saying any fan base can deposit to me this amount and I will go play for your team and sign a main contract. Basically what I think it, yeah, something to that effect. Yes. Basically, you know, the Clippers or the Lakers are going to go pick them up. Some Silicon so Valley millionaire is going to pick that up. Yeah. Just write a check for the Bitcoin and yeah, exactly. It, that, that'd be pretty funny actually, but yeah. I, it didn't really get off the ground though. He raised like $800. Of the 20, oh really? Is that it? Yeah, like the twenty-five million that he needed. I went. That's up, hilarious. I went and looked at his Twitter yesterday, and it was gone. So pretty funny. That's kind That's of embarrassing. Eight hundred dollars he's pocketing. Nobody knows. Buy a dinner. Nobody knows who Spencer Dinwiddie is. Yeah, dude. If I was a millionaire and I was, or a billionaire and I was a Lakers fan, I'd be buying that guy's contract fast. Oh, that'd be so funny. I wonder if you get in trouble for the league for that. Oh, d- well, that. we were talking about that just a little bit ago. There's all kinds of backdoor shit you can do that I'm sure is untrace. I mean, Bitcoin's untraceable. How could it be? Yeah. So how could you not backdoor guys money? I mean, they're, dude, they're, don't even get me started. Get in trouble. Do what? I wonder if he would get in trouble for that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. there'd be suspensions to hand out all the way around. We'd have <laughs> half the league going to play ba- baseball. He'd be playing baseball next year. Yeah, <laughs> dude. And that's the other thing about that whole thing. Like, what are the odds that he went to play for the White Sox team? Like, come on. Yeah. 
It's owned by the same goddamn owner. Do you think that he actually would have made the majors? No. Well, actually, yeah, probably. A a lot of people on there said that he would, but I was like, "Eh." well, I think so because of Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, just the name. Yeah, it's the same reason that Tim Tebow has anything to do with the Mets whatsoever. Right. Tim Tebow's not a good baseball player. He's not a good football player either. He's a great commentator, and that's fine. But recognize what you are. But he's playing because he's Tim Tebow, and it's the same kind of thing. It's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But the fact that those minor league games in, like, Alabama were, like, packed nut to butt was so funny to me, though. (laughs) Yeah. I love that the the picture that he painted there of just going to be one of the boys in the locker room, just yeah, you Jordan, know, yeah, just you know, snapping towels on asses and you know, spitting sunflower seeds at each other and just you know, horsing around with the boys. That'd be so weird, dude, to have Jordan come and to have Michael Jordan come and play when you've you've worked your entire life to get to this position, and then some dude comes and drops out of basketball and these AAA players that are really good and coming out of coming yeah. out of high school or college. Yeah, and just some dude who comes out of basketball is probably not as good as you. It just skips you. It's because he's fucking Michael Jordan. Yeah, unbelievable. Is that like I I can understand where he was mentally. You know what I mean? Like like no matter what we talked about that throughout this whole thing. Like the media doesn't really change and how everything's treated now versus then, as far as just being beat down by it. And I get that, but like that is just the most bizarre storyline I've ever heard of any athlete doing something random like that and i know there's there's some weird things and whatnot but like i mean wasn't the whole premise of space jam that he wanted to play baseball because you know in tribute to his dad they said nothing of that in this documentary yeah that was weird and uh, we've talked about this already ad nauseum really if they created space jam to be the cover-up of all time for a gambling uh you know for a gambling scandal I mean, bravo, hats off, they did it. And it went well. Because it tells a hell of a story, too. But it's just all different. I don't know, man. There were times where I felt like it was right on, times where it wasn't. They they, they didn't really give a motive for why he went baseball. It was just like, this happened. Right. And it, like, it didn't... Actually, they said that he was tired. Right. So he's going to go play another professional sport? Like, that... I don't know, man. Like, that's just never added up to me properly. And I just... Don't trust David Stern. And boy, I'll tell you one other thing about that. They should be so glad that they got that David Stern footage before he died. Because had they not had some of his footage in there, it would have been difficult to explain some of that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Or at least had his. No, there wasn't a suspension. Like, okay, David, thanks a lot, man. Yeah, like I trust what you're saying, pal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've never done anything shady. And don't get me wrong. Love it. Love it. Love that he's taking care of shit behind the scenes and, you know, really tampering things down. Like, oh, we, for sure. We wouldn't have basketball the way we know it if it wasn't for David Stern. Like, the guy, God, only, kn- global. God only knows what else we don't know about. Yeah. You know? And he, he made it global. Like, he cultivated the Jordan overseas and then he cultivated Yao Ming, too, and didn't squash that. Like, it would have been really easy for a commissioner to say, we're not going to broadcast in China. This isn't going to go as global, but he really enabled that to happen. Leaned so into I, it. I hats off to David Stern for making the game what it is, and Silver's really picking up and being even better. He's even better than Stern. What would it have done to the as game as of basketball at that time if he would have been engulfed in a gambling scandal? Would people really have freaked out that much? I don't think I would have cared. Dude, look what Pete Rose. What has happened to Pete Rose? Yeah, Can point. you imagine Michael Jordan not being able to go to the Hall of Fame? Don't get me started with Pete Rose, though. If that guy would just tell the truth of what he did, 
he wouldn't be in this mess that he's in. Yeah, and you don't know, like Jordan. Jordan might not have ever told the truth to either, but like I think that probably what happened is they see the same thing. They see Pete Rose being crucified over there in MLB, and they go, "This guy's our rising star that is has tripled." maybe even multiplied us by 10 times what the NBA's market value is. We can't do this to him. Right. 100%. There's the strongest motive in the world. And it's all of the, the most amazing part to me is all of it's hidden in plain sight. Yeah. It's right there. Like, I've never been, like, we talked about that last episode where I was a little bit more less, or I was a little bit less convinced that it was a whole cover-up type thing. But I've never been more and on that scandal really and truly like when i really think about this and zoom out it makes no sense whatsoever yeah and our first two few episodes i talked about he's the greatest interviewer i've ever seen yes he like all the reporters love him because he makes the right jokes at the right time he answers questions in a real way very magic like after the baseball and the uh that or in the father episode the father dying episode and then the poison pizza episode and them glossing over the magic i start to go yeah there's probably a really good chance that he was actually being induced to some of these media guys and they just took that out oh sure yeah no doubt about that no doubt about that so i think Here's was, what i will say though okay go no, ahead no go ahead it, it was the best sports documentary i've ever seen really i've never been as enthralled in a sports documentary as i was with this one yeah well, yeah, I mean, it's right up your alley, too, though. But, man, yeah. like, some of the, like, the ones about, like, Lynn Bias and stuff like that are very, very good. But, yeah. Like, the amount of people that were immediately trying to compare this to the OJ doc and all that, like, wh- why? Why are we doing that? What, 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 what does the fucking matter, you know? Yeah. But I thought it was very, I, I thought it was excellent. I thought it was well done. I didn't expect anything less or more from it. I thought it was lived up to its hype. Oh, I don't think it could have ever lived up to its hype specifically, but I think it, it did a pr- as good of a job as it was going to do if they would have dropped yeah we suspended him dude that would have lived up to the high yes absolutely yeah. my jaw would have been on the floor dude that would have been crazy yeah all right well, we're gonna go ahead and get out of here man good talking with you we'll be back next week we'll uh, hopefully have an update on a little bit more basketball stuff we'll get some we'll get some special stuff going for the audience everybody's been patient we've been just talking bullshit for like six months now two months three months i don't know it's all a void but uh, yeah, we'll be back next week, and uh, hopefully Kyle will be back, and we'll all be here together. And uh, yeah, we'll bring some some special stuff soon. So be on the lookout. See you later, man. See you, man.